Mad Max Fury Road, 10 years of development hell, but did it live up to those expectations? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. podcast and today we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, we saw it at the same time, didn't we? I'm yes. fairly sure we did. It's been a while. Uh, admittedly, it has been out a while. A couple of weeks. Two weeks? Yes, two, two weeks ago. Been out, been out about two weeks. Uh, we saw it in a very lovely theatre. It was, it, was, it was a nice experience. Did we? we did. I was in Dudley, yes. The superior showcase cinemas. Yeah. I hate saying that out loud, it's true though. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah. So, like I said, uh, Mad Max Road has been in development hell for about 10 years, going between director and director. Uh, George Miller's always been somewhere at the helm, and then, obviously, with Fury Road, he decided to just, you know, you know what, fuck it, I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I did it. There's no Gibson. Then there was Gibson. Now there's definitely no Gibson. Um... It's gone through several different changes. It's been reboots, prequels, sequels, and now it's finally out. And obviously, do, I mean, do we want to make our opening statements? First uh, we can make the opening statements. Um, first of all, please let me sing Fury Road. Take me home. It's <laughs> um, I was lukewarm on the film. Okay. Liked it with asterisks. Okay. In the corner of, of Lighted. Cool. Um, I, I think that's enough to prime everybody for my opinions. Michael? Best film of the year so far. Really? Yes. Kingsman? Yes. <laughs> okay. Dem's fighting words. I know. All right, here I we go. I told you this is going to be a review. Okay, wow. not, not only best movie of the year so far, in my top ten of all time. Oh, what? I love, love, love this movie. Oh, wow. Completely and utterly. I saw. I yes. It, I okay. I'll be the first to admit it has problems, and that's going to totally undermine the first uh, video on our, our new YouTube channel. But I love it so goddamn much. Okay, Michael. I'm a man open to many different opinions, uh, even if they're wrong. So, okay. So, what makes this top ten material exactly? What makes it top ten material in your mind? Um, one of the best cinema experiences I've ever been to. Um, one of the most well-crafted, beautiful-looking movies I've ever been to, and one that puts artistic merit back into the action genre. That's what makes it top ten material. This was despite it being devoid of uh, plot. See, this the plot's going to be a point of contention, because I actually think there was enough. There was enough to justify what happened. <clears throat> okay. I will praise it for being... As I told, the first words that came out of my mouth when I was talking, when I came out of the theatre was that was an action scene. Yes, singular, a two-hour action Full movie. Stop. It was one chase. Exactly, that is very highly commendable. That's ace, um, and it was very well shot. The action, fantastic. Uh, the fact that there is barely any CGI, really, it's. I wouldn't say it's all practical, but the majority of it is, and I can't remember any at any point thinking that's CG. Apart from one scene, maybe the the, the dust storm. That that that's yes. CG. Okay. There are a couple of uh, before and after shots that, if you go on to, well, not that people are going to be hearing this uh, precisely as we're recording it, but if you go onto Reddit, if you go onto the movies. 
board. You can see some before and after uh, VFX stuff, and literally all it is is they've they've added like a bit of color, and that's it. Like right. they've they've just pitched it up a little bit, and that's it. Other than that, every single car you see in the movie is really there. Every single explosion you see in the movie really happened. Everything that gets trashed to bits is still in bits. Right. Um, admittedly, probably not filmed at the pace that you see at the movie, but all the stuff where people are climbing on cars, all done practically. Awesome. Genuinely incredible. That's great. I know. Okay, so there's the VFX dust storm, um, which is a scene that happens pretty early in the movie, which is obviously VFX. Um, and I think there was one noticeable crash that was VFX. Apart from that, it's all practical. Okay. Which is beautiful. Fantastic. But, Michael, it has the barest bones plot I've ever seen. Now, I commend 300 for having what well, is essentially a very thin, like, three-sentence plot. And I adore that movie. But the thing is with 300, it explained itself very well. At no point did I really feel I understood the world of Mad Max. Now, that's because I haven't seen any of the movies, admittedly. But setting the you know making this movie what twenty thirty years after the last one, I I think it needed more explaining. I was never really like there was a lot of huh and then I, eventually I just have to go okay I don't understand let's just disengage. Okay, fair enough. That for me a top ten movie does not make. For me it does because you learn things more procedurally in this movie than you do in any other movie. Where there's a lot of times in big action movies where it's like, okay, we're going to have to take a 10 minute break just to explain who everybody is. The movie doesn't opt to do that. What it does cleverly do is, especially at the start of the movie when you see that Max is a complete loner, working alone, he gets attacked by people. He doesn't know who these people are, consequently we don't know who these people are. As he's getting tortured and strung up to people to be used as a blood bag, you start to learn more about those people because he's listening into conversations. This is how you find out information in Mad Max Fury Road. You find it out because Max is finding it out. Or you find it out because Furiosa is finding it out. Or you find it out because Nux is finding it out. You don't find it out because it goes, we better tell the audience who Immortan Joe is. It's like, no, you're going to find out at the same pace as the characters. That is refreshing. That is a new take of doing it. Okay, I, I appreciate the um, uh, assumed intelligence of the audience the movie has. Um, I... I just okay. If I had I watched this a second time, I could have taken it all in. I think, but the fact it's so bombastic and loud and fast, and there's always like a ton of flipping um, background noise at any one time. I think a lot of it got lost in the shuffle at least the first time round. So that has to be marked against it for me. There was a lot of times where like. Apparently, the two people that come to help are Morton Joe, who's the main... We haven't even given a plot overview. We should do that. Yeah, we'll be It right. shouldn't take us long. Um, Mad Max is mad. and Called it, Max. It's, called, it's also called Max. Uh, gets kidnapped by Tribe. Uh, the War tri- Boys. Tribe is ran by gigantic old man, with, who you don't see his mouth, uh, called Morton Joe, who's this big fat bloke who's basically presenting himself as a god kind of like Xerxes in 300. Yeah, kind um, He rules over a bunch of bald people, like Xerxes in 300, um, and he controls them through fear, like, like Xerxes in 300. Um, There's a lot of parallels to I just drawn. noticed these are all... Uh, yeah, 
Water is the currency. He controls the water. He sends out Furiosa, played by Charlie Theron, to go and fetch bullets and fuel, uh, because that's all they really cared about in this world. And she decides, no, she's got alternative motives. Uh, we'll talk about them probably after the spoiler warning. Uh, and the chase goes from there. Yeah. That's basically it. But there's a lot of things that just kind of happen. You'll be able to explain them better than I can, I clearly. But just, just so, just so you get where I'm coming from with this, there was a lot of points where I was like, right, who's this guy again? Uh, you, you probably explained it in a one sentence, sent like you know, explanation where there was also like guitars and fire and explosions and and, ah, and stuff that it kind of got lost on me. Could I have a refresher, please? Oh no! Oh, oh, he's dead. Okay, cool. Oh, don't bother me then. That happened a lot, but fair enough. Okay. So, so, okay. Well, I see where you defend. Go defend, Michael. So, what exactly am I defending? The fact that it didn't tell you a lot. Well, no, no, no. Talk about what you liked about the movie. Like, all oh, right, okay. Well, like I said before, it, you, you've learned you learn this plot procedurally, and you t- you get to learn these characters at a much different pace than most movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, in the case of the, of the villains, um, Immortan Joe is kind of presented as this kind of force to be reckoned with from the get go, uh, who's kind of like power never really falters which is really interesting and new he's always the oncoming storm to be seen in the distance and what's really cool again we're, we're talking about like nitty gritty um, just cool design things is that you're always you're always in danger of what's behind you what's chasing you and you can tell by the audio cues as the music starts to build up behind you no more and Joe's coming like fuck we need to get out of here we need to mm-hmm. get out of here that is awesome. Yes. Um, a really cool se- uh, sequence, which, again, we'll, I'll clarify more in the spoilers, is when the film turns the lights off for a bit. Because um, this film's very orange and red. Yes. Um, and it's got, like, this searing uh, sunlight as you're in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, a really cool, iconic sequence in the dark where it goes from blue, uh, red and orange to blue and blacks. Mm-hmm. And there's a cool-ass scene in there with one of the enemies called the Bullet Farmer. Yes. It was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Again, we'll talk about that in the spoilers thing. But whilst we're talking about the villains, let's quickly talk about the heroes again. You've got Max. You've got Fury Furiosa, who's kind of really the main person she in this movie. She is the main character. Yeah. In all but name. Yeah. Because kind of like, she's the main character, <laughs> Max is the main force. Because Max isn't a character, he's a force of nature. I like how they've done that. Max is, and this is this kind of build, it doesn't really build on from the the old movies because the first movie is very much about Max as a vengeful character. The second movie is about Max as a force of nature. It's just like <coughs> this is the guy you don't fuck with, right? And in Fury Road, unfortunately, the War Boys and and Imperator, not Imperator, uh, Immortan Joe, fuck with Max, which isn't the best thing to do. No, isn't the best thing to go on the wrong side of Mad Max, and that's when people die. And again, I'll come into why that's cool later on. Um, the other really great character, I think, really got lost in his role, because Charlize Theron's great. I, I don't really have much more to say about it, mm-hmm. other than she's fantastic. Um, Nick Holt as Nux. Because uh-huh. um, he really got lost in that role. There was no... Charlize Theron still sounded like Charlize Theron. Tom Hardy still sounded like Tom Hardy, kind of. He was trying to put on an Australian accent. It didn't work. No. Nux as Nick Holt, unrecognisable. Seriously, just got lost in this mm-hmm. insane sort of like this guy with weird suicidal tendencies who discovered a reason to live, a reason to be human again, rather than just a weapon. 
No. That yeah. was really cool. He was the feral uh, like cult member that they humanised. Very good point. I really did like Nick Carlson's movie. I really like Charlie Thron. Mad Max, as way of a comparison, for at least where I, I felt he was, he felt like Jack Sparrow in the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That like this movie would have happened in spite of Mad Max. He was kind of the passenger in his own movie, and because he didn't really care right from the end which way the 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 kind of um, the tide was going, really, I, I never really clicked with that character. I was always like thinking he's such an iconic character from past movies. Like he's gonna be what sells me on this, and he he really did, he didn't leave any of an impression. Maybe that's by design. That's what he always was. Again, I don't know the other things, but for me, yeah, I, 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 Tom Hardy did well, I guess, yeah. but I had no connection to him. Well, I think the weird thing about that is that the <coughs> Max Rokotansky's story ended in the first movie, mm-hmm. and then they they got money to make a second one, so they made an all-out war where Max kills more people in the wasteland. Yep, and that made even more money. So. They decided to make a third Mad Max movie, but they accidentally got the script mixed up with the script for another movie. Really? In a sense. Basically, Beyond Thunderdome would have been a movie without Mad Max. Right. So this is really echoing back uh, to what happens in Fury Road. Okay. Is that that script existed without Mad Max in it, and then Mad Max was put in it. Right. Which is why it sucked. Um, But then you've got Fury Road, which could easily exist without Mad Max. Easily. But, in my opinion, benefits from having him in it, because... He's a force to be reckoned with. He is the parallel to Morton Joe. Morton Joe's this untouchable person um, for 90% of the movie. And the weird thing is that Mad Max is untouchable for 90% of the movie as well because the first, the first five minutes he gets captured. After that, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. As soon as... Oh, we need to uh, call up the thing about Tom Hardy always picks roles where he has got something strapped to his face. Yeah, he's a big he's a big um, proponent of being strapped into metal things. This is weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Mm. But yeah, back to the actual thing about about Max. Now that Max is insane, and now that we know uh, about what's happened between Thunderdome and Fury Road, which is still vague, and I'm glad they're keeping it vague because Max's story, like I said, ended in the first movie. Uh, someone he cared about died. He wanted revenge. Yeah. In the second one, it's Mad Max is an odd bastard who will kill people. In the mm-hmm. third one, it's like Mad Max is an odd bastard who will protect this tribe and this tribe alone. Right. Now it's Max has been on his own for that long. He started to go insane. Something has happened between Thunderdome and Fury Road for the world to have quote unquote ended. Right. As there was still semblance of organization and uh, not government, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the, like the first movie is about an oil crisis. Yeah, this is the escalation of that, and we get a hint of this in Fury Road from <laughs> the phrase "Who ended the world?" Uh, so we presumably know that some apocalyptic event surrounding yeah. the oil crisis has happened, uh, and Max has been on his own for a, a long while, has lost some more people dear to him. But other than that, all you need to know is that Mad Max is a socially and emotionally troubled man who will kill things. And that's as much as you need to know about Max. That's fine. Okay. But just to kind of put a cap on on my opinion, let me put it this way. I watched, speaking of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4, I like the Jack Sparrow character enough that I was, at that point I was like, I will follow you anywhere. I enjoy your character. I think if they announced there was going to be a sequel to this Mad Max movie, 
I wouldn't necessarily be invested in like, oh, it's a new Mad Max movie. I want to go see that. If it's the same team behind this movie, I will go and watch it. But I'm not... Definitely. Like, I don't have that connection then with that character. So what, so what you're saying is if you... If you if, even if it wasn't a Mad Max movie, it was like George Miller is making a new action movie, you'd be like, sold there. Yes. But if it was like Tom Hardy's doing a Mad Max sequel, but none of these people are coming back, I don't think I'd necessarily be on board. I'm not tethered to that character in any way after this movie, even in the slightest. Fair enough. Um, but to return to positives, as I said, if it was an action movie by these people, I would watch the shit out of it because the action was unbelievable. I still stand that the year's best action sequence happened in Kingsman. I'm still the saying church, the, the church. church fight, yeah. The church is still beating pretty much everything in this thing. But the fact that it's so unrendered... We haven't even talked about the best character yet. The Duff Warrior. Yes. Yes. The crazy, <laughs> bungee-cored-up, <laughs> mental, guitar-flamethrower-playing mental person do you want to know something cool about the Duff Warrior go on uh, he's an, a real life guitarist yes who after filming Fury Road hooked up with the red headed uh, bride what seriously fair play. here's the second cool thing about the Duff Warrior go you on. know his vehicle yes that is essentially the drivable stack of amps with the with the percussion in the back yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works what that is a drivable fully usable amp system that is a real double-neck guitar that genuinely was played live on set and the flamethrower's real. See, you now, it's things like that that wouldn't be raised in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can we even try and explain? You, you know what's cool? It's like, apparently, George Miller was just kind of like, this character's awesome. Let's try and shoehorn him into every shot. And then the fans were always like, we're totally doing more with this guy. <laughs> so, like, we're going to get, like, a comic about the Duff Warrior. Like... Yes, I, I I want to explain the Duff Warrior to people, but I'm not going to because he's the best part of this movie. <laughs> if you don't know anything about this movie and are going to watch it, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> just just know that everything about him, every single second that he's on screen, is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 aspect of the movie, the kind of zaniness of the tribe coming to get them. More so than the people they were chasing, which I found to be at times a bit, not dull, but like, can we not get back to the other crazy people? They're much more fun to watch than you yeah. are. Um, the ment- the fact that they didn't... This felt like a movie that the studio had very little to do with. Yeah. If a studio, like the Swift Hand of Disney, it's not by Disney, but like, you know. Yeah. That is, the, the, over, the overreaching hand of a studio cannot be felt a lot in this movie because it is out there. He's as out there as movie as I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I applaud them for that greatly. Oh, God, yeah. Because, yeah, all that... Again, words The them, fact that the Duff Warrior is allowed to exist. The fact that that's a thing. The fact that they built that as a drivable vehicle. <laughs> was was fantastic. you got to feel sorry for that guy. That thing wasn't driven slow either. That was, no, it, and he's he been... had to play guitar at something going about like 40, 50 miles In the middle of the goddamn desert. <laughs> <laughs> being painted around by bungee cords was explosions. <laughs> that poor bastard. Um, yeah, the you can tell that a lot of the film was shot with the director hanging off the skid of a car. Desperately trying to clutch to a thing. Having said that, the action is actually shot very well. I was expecting a lot of shaky cam, and nope. there is very there's none. None. there's none. There's none. At there's all. none at all. Everything is shot so beautifully. You can see every little thing happening. Yep. This is, uh, I say this a lot in my uh, my YouTube video, which will be out soon enough. Um, but 
compare this to a Transformers movie where it's a mess of CGI and you don't know what the camera's pointing at. You knew exactly where everything was during any point of this chase. And and that's very commendable because this is essentially the same amount of moving metal in a Transformers movie. Pretty much. They're CGI and this is realistic, so it's a bit easier to shoot something that's physically there well, but they're never not on cars that are moving very fast. It's not like they're pootling about 20 miles an hour. These are There's, yeah. there's 20 of them, they're all shooting spikes and blooming. Literally, like half the people working <laughs> on this movie are stunt people because, like... There's sequences where there's a load of people dressed up in tactical gear mm. with dirt bikes leaping over stuff, which, again, it's all real. Mm-hmm. All of the car crashes are real. Uh, Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's genuinely mind-blowing to see this kind of level of effort that goes And I appreciate it greatly. That's why I'm saying, overall, I give this movie a thumbs-up because from a from a media nerd point of view... Oh, yes. It's astounding. Yeah. I, I want to say, I think the whole the whole concurrent action movie thing is going to go places as well because we've had this movie and you haven't seen John Wick have you? I haven't. Okay. It's very similar okay it's not very similar to this but in the sense that all of the action happens in one big go yes it's very similar to this. Fantastic. Um, And I think because even though there's a lot of again I said this in my video this the whole thing of like having a a bunch of movies to set up more movies making a cinematic universe Mm -hmm. is getting eaten up by people who make Transformers now. Exactly. We want to, we're going to have a Transformers cinematic universe. We're going to have a Bourne cinematic universe. like, And then we get a film like Fury Road or John Wick, which is, here's our action sequence. It's two hours long. I hope you enjoy it. There's room for a sequel if you want one, but we're not prioritising it. This is the thing. Fun. Not everything needs, needs a goddamn cinematic universe around it. You know what I mean? The Transformers doesn't need one. Which is weird, because Mad Max could support one with that, with that crazy world of the wasteland. But it isn't going to have one. I'll, I'll give you that. Put it this way, just to put it again, to put a cap on this part of the review. If this wins the best cinematography award at the Oscars, I won't be surprised. I wouldn't be. Either. It's going to win some technical awards. Oh god! Because nothing this complicated. I could only imagine the budget on this goddamn movie. It's been it, the millions, obviously. It must have spiraled because this amount of technical, the the the. The technicalities of shooting must have been bizarre, because it's not even like they're in a nice, controlled environment. They're in the middle of a goddamn desert, and they're doing this stuff. Think about just how much was spent on the car budget, where in Morton Joe's car is a Cadillac on top of a Cadillac on top of a monster truck that has two V8 engines in it. That's going to cost money. And that's subtle. That's that's, that's one of the more understated cars. That's the lower part of the curve of understated cars. The war rig alone... That's huge. Again, real. And imagine keeping that right. That thing must have taken a lot of maintenance. That thing's bumping around and and driving over sand. That's not good for your tyres or anything else connected to the thing. So, keeping the fleet moving must have been like that. Must have required like a hundred people just to get it from point A to point B. So, unbelievable. Um, I think that's enough we can do without spoilers. Probably. So, to reiterate, I recommend it highly. I really do. Um. But I, I I can't get over the fact you think this is one of the top ten movies ever made. I I, I you are entitled movie. to your opinion one hundred percent. That is chill. Cool Runnings is in my top ten. I can't talk to anybody. Yeah. But as much as I admire it, I I do think a, a bigger plot was much more necessary. In in my closing statement, I would say that this is a masterpiece of action movies. It's 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 a film that. That if you enjoy Mad Max, you're gonna love. If you don't know anything about Max Max, you can still enjoy. I will concede that yes, sometimes the, the plot is a little hard to connect with, a little hard. But there's just enough there to keep you going. 
excuse me. There's just enough there to keep it going. It is just beautifully put together, hard laboured, genuinely shows its work. It took ten years to come out. I'm glad it's this good. It didn't disappoint anybody. Long live the Duff Warrior. I I would say I'm gonna watch it a second time, I think. And if you're going to watch this, watch it at the cinema. Oh god. This is something to if you can get IMAX to this somehow, do that. We've before Jurassic World comes out and takes up all the IMAX screens, go oh wait, San Andreas is probably already doing that. If you can find an IMAX cinema showing this movie, or just a big old screen, go and watch it, because this is the way to watch it. If I had have watched it on TV, I don't think I would have been as high on it as I am. No. no. Oh, yeah, and if you watch it a second time, all these plot lines, likely, all the things I missed, I'd pick up the majority of them a second time through. So, yes, go watch. Now, spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler Um There's not much to really spoil. I mean, well, people die. People die. Let's, let's talk about the brides, first of all. Cause yes. Um, that's, that's revealed... About a third of the way into the movie. The kind of... The thrust of the plot, if anything... Um, yeah, uh, Charlie Sloan's character... Um, essentially steals the the hot young bride of the terrible overlord... Um, through which he's trying to breed a... See, now, I picked up in what reading reviews... That the... Uh, Morton Joe was obsessed with getting a non-mutated son. Yes. Now, that was a plot line completely lost to me in the movie. That... I just thought he was just breeding for the fuck of it. And he was annoyed that he had a baby son. I missed the line that, like you said, oh, he's perfect in every way, and that's why Nathan Jones... There was a wrestler in this movie, by the way. Oh, the, okay. The, the big, bald Colossus dude. Oh, Homer's... Homer, Homer, oh, no, Homer's Erectus. Rictus Erectus. Uh, yes, him. He was uh, Nathan Jones. Um, a very infamous wrestler because he was shit. Oh, okay. Uh, they booked him to be the Undertaker's tag partner at WrestleMania 20. He was that bad that they pulled him from the show. He used to be in prison, and he took that much um, chemicals to get uh, big that his uh, nipples started to lactate. <laughs> that oh. is not a joke. Right. Genuinely did start lactating in the middle of a prison. The worst place possible to start <laughs> having actual working tits. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Um, that's Nathan Jones. Um, Great. So it was, that was lost on me, but yeah, the, the bride's chief among which is girl from Transformers 3. Rosie Huntington Whitley. Jason Statham's wife. Yes. Fair play, Jace. Um, I think I recognise one of the other ones. Um, uh, you should do, because it's... Oh, Christ, what's her name? I thought one of them was Daenerys for a second from it's Game of Thrones. It's not Daenerys. It's not, it's, it's not. not but... Oh, Christ, what's her name? She's the daughter of a rock star. I know it. Uh, oh, 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 the one that's in first class. Um, yes. Um, oh, oh. I've forgotten her name already. Oh, God damn it. Oh, no. Um, Quickly. Do some reviewing. Um, <laughs> do some review. You find it. I'll do some reviewing. I'll, I'll just go into the mind place. You okay. Talk. So the brides are essentially, like Darren said, the, the go-to plot point. They have to get to the green place, uh, which is basically safety uh, away from a Morton Joe and his constant, well, knobbing, presumably, because uh, he's trying to get a non-mutated person into the world. Um, what's really cool about these five girls is what they're willing to sacrifice in order to get to that place. Uh, what's really cool, I mean, the main one is the the one from uh, Transformers 3, who actually puts in a good performance, which is unbelievable. Um, the other four um, really have strange characterizations. There's one who's... Uh, Zoe Kravitz, there we go. Oh, Christ. They have really weird names, by the way, as well. The one for me that, that stood out as the weird one was um, the Dag, which was the one who kept, like, doing creepy-ass soothsayer stuff. Oh, yeah. With yes. her hands, like, praying to 
gods that don't exist and calling them weird Australian insults. That was the one that was kind of like, what? Okay. Zoe Kravitz was the one who knew, actually knew how to handle a gun, which yes. was really cool. She was useful. Um, uh, then there was, yeah, Rosie Huntington, Whiteley, not Whitley, I was very close, as, as the one who's actually with child in the movie. The Splendid Ankarad. Yeah. Cool. See, there's the thing. The wives have stupid names. The Splendid Angrad, Capable, Toast the Knowing, The Dag, and Cheeto the Fragile. Yes, apparently. If you ever want to be wrestlers, can we be Toast the Knowing and Cheeto the Fragile? <laughs> you can be Cheeto. <laughs> Nobody wants to be Cheeto. Nobody wants to be Cheeto. Um, yeah, I, I, the second I saw them, I kind of lay at the side like, oh, no, here come, here come the models they hired to be actors. They're going to ruin it. But... For the most part, I think they they pulled through. They were, I wouldn't say they were interesting, but they were uh, competent. They they were they. I'd say they they were pretty interesting because of just how they went around trying to survive. Because they had to learn damn quick. Yeah, they weren't like damsels in distress for the most part. They were actually the, like what, the one bit when I thought they were going to pull that shit was like right at the very end where like the one of them pretends to get kidnapped. They ends up like knifing a dude in the back. I was like, oh sweet. yes, that sweet. was cool. Everyone's out for stabbing in this world. I know, right? It's great. Um, well, yeah, if we're going to mention the brides, we then have to mention the um, the women at the end. Ah, oh, the biker grannies. The biker so grannies from Mars. I think they were the, the many mothers. I the think many was, mothers, yes. Um, they were sweet. Probably. They were kind of the tribe that Charlie Theron came from. Um, they lived in paradise. Paradise obviously got wiped out at some point along this apocalypse. Um, that was where Charlie Theron was trying to get the brides to. Yep. Uh, Q, no! seen in the sand yeah. um, and they are of course the big talking point coming out of the movie yeah. um, because as idiots often do they've taken a film that happens to star strong powerful women as it's feminist propaganda yeah good god oh, I, co- I cover this in my video as well it's just kind of like both sides of this argument are fucking dumb because it's like oh it was clearly written as feminist propaganda oh it's so sweet so impressive like doesn't matter who it is, if they're being badasses, they're badasses. And then the other side are like, oh, you shouldn't see this movie, it's a famous propaganda. And this woman's like, if you're really that bothered that women are kicking ass in this movie, then then you shouldn't. Like, aliens happened. How did you how did you react when aliens came out? Uh, no. Like, this is not new. Ripley has been out around for fucking years. I don't understand how this still raises the, like, the flag in some people's mind. I didn't watch this... It didn't even occur to me that there was a lot of women in it because I didn't see them as a gender. I just saw them as characters. Yeah, I wasn't, exactly. Uh, for all for all I care. Can we not get past this already? For all I care, Nooks could have been played by Anna Kendrick and it would still have been a good performance. Ooh. Naked white Anna Kendrick. Hmm. I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, but th- this is like the weird thing is just the whole... Oh, the 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 funeral! I genuinely have people on my the Facebook. Fury road. <laughs> the funeral ah. road. I like it. I had genuinely had people on my Facebook say they were going to see the movie purely because they heard there was a feminist agenda in the movie. I'm like, why? It's a good film. Why not enjoy it because it's a good film? Not one person in this whole debate has actually talked about the content of the movie or like how it's made, how it looks. What they thought about it. It's all like, well, I'm supporting it because blah de blah, blah. The woman was from the vagina monologues on the right and stuff. Who gives a fuck? It is an action movie and a damn good one. That is why you should be going to see That's it. That's what matters. Yeah, it's a good film at the end it, of the day. It's, it's happenstance. It's just like, oh, they just happen to be women. 
That shouldn't matter. Like, if it was all dudes, you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like raising hell at that point, would you? It's just because it happens to be women. It's just. Uh... The, there was a press event um, this week in, in France. Um, for, I saw this. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. And like this asshole guy was like, oh, were, you, were you bothered by the fact there was loads of women in the movie? And Tom, I was like, fucking No, no, hell. no. He said, um, did it catch you by surprise when there was lots of women in this guy movie? And he went, no. no. <laughs> What? And then gave him the look that would make <laughs> like, dude, really? No, that was no. It was his. It's time for you to shoot your pants now. Look, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. But even even George Miller said that like it wasn't the, that wasn't the intention. He brought on the writer of the Vagina Monarchs because he was kind of like, I want to write some good female characters. Maybe you can help me out. That that's the be all and end all of it. <clears throat> that's all it is. It's kind of like. I want my characters to be good. Good shows should everybody. It doesn't else. matter what gender, sexuality, race, anything. It doesn't matter. We have enough pasty white guys in action movies. Nobody. It appears that just none of the internet will be happy until we get a movie solely around the sexual exploits of a gay, disabled black lesbian. You don't even lie that you won't watch the shit out of that of movie. Of course I would. <laughs> She has to fire twin machine guns. Though. This is you know, This is just all going to be this year. Is going to be because it's going to. We're going to get this shit when Fantastic Four comes out. Um, they're apparently casting uh, Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One in uh, Doctor Strange. So we're going to get all that. Lupita Nyong'o in Star Wars 7 is doing mocap for an alien role. So it's going to be, oh, well, we're all black aliens now. It's like, oh, please shut up and enjoy the film. Let's 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 take the high road here. Let's not dwell on this. Okay. okay. Even though we've dwelled on it. We've dwelled on it slightly. Let's not further dwell on this. Because it just it just perpetuates the point, which is what we're not trying to do here. We're trying to quash it and say it doesn't matter. You should go and watch this movie because it is good. Obviously. Not because of some agenda well, the, male. The first twenty five minutes of this review said that. We didn't once bring it up. No, because it's a fucking good film. Because it doesn't bear mentioning. No. It's a fantastic thing. Pardon me. I'm in hell. Um I don't really think what else we could say that that we haven't already said because there wasn't much in the way of spoilers other than the bad guy dies. Yeah, really. And and Nicholas Holt also dies. I didn't get the chrome spraying thing. It, it's, it's supposed to be so it makes their teeth look like the grill of a car because they all worship vehicles. Ah. Because you see them all doing this. Yes. Uh, that's the sign of the V8. That's supposed to be an engine block. Uh, see, now, this is the thing. You're explaining more of this movie to me right now than this movie bothered to do. I like that it's got hidden subtext that you've obviously clearly gone and read into. I just think it needed less of that and more kind of just occasional upfront storytelling. Not to the point where it's battering you over the head with the with the um, exp- uh, the expedition, but it, it could have gone about the job of explaining the world a tad better, in my opinion. Yeah, sure, a okay. tad better. Fair um, so you do think this is better than Kingsman? Yes, I do. Are you going to be surprised if anything can beat this this year? Uh, Considering we have Star Wars to come. Very. I know that I'm going to enjoy Star Wars because Star Wars is Star Wars. So that, you liked it better than Avengers? I think the action was better than the Avengers. Yeah. The, the thing is about... I would be lying if I said that I enjoy anything more than comic book movies. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm thinking more critically about movies than... Fury Road is a better made movie than Avengers thousands of times over. Do you know what I've just realised? What's that? Do you know what this year's going to be now? We get it, Michael. You like Mad Max. Oh, Christ. You're going to have Mad Max t-shirts, aren't you? You've ordered them already, I haven't, haven't you? Yet. You thought about it, though, oh, didn't God, you, Michael? Of course I have. Oh, no. 
I did need to spend 50 pen on Jurassic Park t-shirts. Really? I, I want to what a lovely day t-shirt. If they exist. Of course they exist. You're, if anyone can find them, it will be you. Yep. Um, okay, I think we're good to wrap it. I think we are. Go watch Mad Max. It's incredible. If you have a vagina, go and watch it even more. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> joking. <laughs> joking. Um, well, well, what a classic end to this review. Well, there this that is. is. Um, oh. I am at Daz of the G on Twitter. You can go to uh, uk. Just a very quick plug again. I did it on the last podcast. But yeah, Jurassic Park articles up the wazoo in the next coming weeks. I've inconveniently left Michael the pause when he was drinking some water. Whoops. Whoops. So, you might want to head onto YouTube sometime this week. because Perhaps, are, maybe. Because mm. you are going to see a video uh, from the Foul Entertainment YouTube channel about Mad Max, funnily enough. Uh, which explains... I mean, I, I think I've explained myself pretty well here, but I do go into further detail about why I think Fury Road is just one of the best movies ever made. We didn't get to talk about the music by Junkie XL. I get to talk about that in that video, which is really cool. I wondered why you'd put spikes and cut holes in your bonnet on your car. This yeah. explains it. Well, no, no, those are speed holes. Oh, but, is that what that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, we forgot the bit where they're spitting the stuff into the engine. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. Also, I just realised, the speed holes is a Simpsons reference. There's a Simpsons joke for everything. Every single thing. Oh, yeah. So, there's that video on the uh, Foul Entertainment YouTube channel. You should also go over to the Twitter at at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Foul Entertainment. And, of course, Foul Long live the Duff Warrior, and we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah.